So I think even just like when you're talking to your teammates as well, like don't get frazzled because I feel like as soon as the goalie gets frazzled, then everyone's like, oh my gosh, like things are going down. Like it's not going to be very good. So, yeah. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon. This is a show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, I like to interview the best goalies in our sport and really find out what makes them so great. What are the mindsets that they have, the drills that they do? How do they think about this position? What are some secrets and stories they can share with us? And hopefully with each episode, you can pull out some things and become a better goalie yourself. I know with each episode that I do, I learn tons, tons of new things. And on in this episode, you're going to learn a ton as well. We got Lauren Spence, Loyola University goalie, All-American, played with Team Canada. Uh, awesome, awesome young lady. Awesome goalie. USA Lacrosse Magazine, All-American, third team, IWLCA, All-America, third team, Patriot League, goalie of the year, won a gold medal with Team Canada at the World Games in 2022. We talk about all that, and she shares a lot of awesome tips for her success. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with Lauren Spence. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own, Lax Goalie Rat Academy. If you're looking to level up your youth lacrosse goalie game with the best coaches in this sport, the best training tools, and the best goalie community, that's what the Lax Goalie Rat Academy is all about. It's virtual training tools that's going to give your young goalie the confidence to be great so they can go out there, play well, and make you that proud goalie mom or proud goalie dad. There's over 130 hours of content on different areas like drills, techniques, the mental game, lacrosse IQ, offense, defense, how to, how to play uh, one-on-one defense. There are stringing tutorials. And there's even sessions on <clears throat> how to coach goalies along with physical training. Everything you need to level up your youth lacrosse goalie game from the best coaches out there, PLL, Athletes Unlimited coaches, myself, Coach Damon Wilson. Put a ton of effort into this academy. I think it's an amazing training resource. You can join for just 40 bucks a month, Netflix model. So you come in, 40 bucks for your first month, stay as long as you want, cancel any time. We also do live coaching sessions, or I should say I do live coaching sessions about once a month. So you can join those, ask me questions, or really just connect with any number of lacrosse goalie moms, dads, or youth goalies out there. To join, go to laxgoalierat.com slash camp, C-A-M-P, laxgoalierat.com slash C-A-M-P, camp, and you can get started for just 40 bucks for your very first month. laxgoalierat.com slash camp. Hope to see you there. Take care. I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast, Loyola starting goalie, Team Canada goalie, Lauren Spence. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Uh, well, this is going to be awesome. Um, I'd love to hear the story of the very first time you jumped into goal. Do you remember that? I do. Yes. It was one practice. I, I was probably about like fifth grade, summer fifth grade. Uh, it was the classic, you know, we need a goalie to play. So I was playing midi at that time. I kind of hopped in, loved it. I was always kind of one for for hop for doing anything um so i hopped in and played goalie and the rest is history basically i i played goalie and midi for like a good majority of my career so yeah love yeah. it how, how did you how did you discover lacrosse we were we were chatting before like your first generation u.s so your parents were born in canada like did they grow up playing lacrosse and sort of passed it down or or was it <laughs> was it around as you were growing up um, around as I was growing up, a lot of the girls I was friends with, uh, started to play it. I was a big soccer girl, uh, mm. to begin with. So yeah. all of them transitioned to lacrosse. Uh, my older brother played lacrosse as well. So I kind of got into that a little bit just through my surroundings. Basically my parents, uh, were big into hockey. So got it. Now was he yeah. in the backyard, like ripping shots on you? Actually, yes, <laughs> it, it, but it, it was lacrosse, but it was also hockey. So him, my, so my older brother and my older cousin, they both uh, shot on me in hockey, play street hockey. And they, I was a little sibling and they were like, okay, hey, jump in, like your turn. So I didn't really have a choice. Um, so I was a target practice, but I mean, it only, it only made me better. And here I am now. So, yeah. And what yeah. was it about the position that, uh, that sort of drew you and then, and then ultimately, uh, I guess, hooked you so much that you stuck with it? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love the thrill. It's like attackers will say, I score a goal, I get the thrill. But for me, it's saving it, clearing it, like the crowd going wild. For me, that's just like what gives me goosebumps and and basically what's get, what gets me going through. And, and even when they do score, I'm like, all right, next one, like reset, you know, um, and having my defenses back and them having my back, that's kind of like one of my biggest things, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that goes into the mental game. I want to hit on that a lot yeah. later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's nothing better than that feeling of making a save, right? Nothing better. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like for saves in particular that really stand out in your mind? Uh, like from certain games, are you saying? Certain games. I mean, I have one. Like yeah. my very first save was, was pro and then I had like a walk-off save that, that, that were like, I really enjoyed. Um, I was yeah. just curious if if specific saves come to mind. For sure. I I have probably two I can think of. One um, was the first game I ever went in at Loyola my freshman year. It was against Penn State. It was in the fourth quarter, and it was actually an eight meter. Uh, the two shots I had that game were both eight meters, um, and I saved both of them. But it was like it's so ingrained in my memory because it was the first time I went in. Right. It was a shot from the eight meter high saved it and cleared it out. And it was like the best feeling ever. Um, so that was probably one of them. And then the second one was during the gold medal game for team Canada. Um, it was in the fourth quarter and I think it hit off like my leg or something, but it was like a low save. And I kind of it hit off my leg, went out and we got the ball and it was like a difference of like two goals and in sixes, that's like a lot. Cause it goes really fast. So Right. That was a pretty cool moment and is definitely ingrained in my mind for sure. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. 
So how did the, yeah. how did you then go about learning how to how to make saves? Because you're growing up in in Colorado, right? Which is yeah. you know it's definitely like has grown tremendously in terms of lacrosse and being a hotbed, but but you know it's not Maryland or it's not you know some For of sure. these other huge hotbeds. How did you go about learning how to make saves? Yeah. So definitely my own way wasn't that wasn't the traditional way for sure. I kind of just hopped in, tried my own thing. And then I had goalie coaches here and there um, help me along with like my um, stance and the more traditional like stepping and stuff like that. So Lauren better, actually, she um, was my coach for a good majority of my life. Um, and she was awesome. I think she's at Notre Dame now. So, and that was that's really cool for for me to see for her because she, you know, played in college and I was coaching, but she was definitely a big part of, of my growing up as a goalie. And, and um, I don't know, I kind of just, a, a lot of what I learned, I just watched other people. I watched mm-hmm. uh, older girls, college girls. I didn't really, there weren't any role models like in my, um, in my town, cause I'm from a really small town. So it was more I had to watch online. I watched the outlaws goalies. I watched the guys goalies. Like I loved watching highlight reels. So me too. I love watching yeah. highlight reels and I love creating love a good highlight reel. Yeah. Have you have you watched any um lax goalie rat highlight reels by chance? I think so, yes. Right. I'm you've, pretty sure I have. You've made it. You've made it. You're on there. Right? I think I did a couple <laughs> yeah, of Lauren Spence it, games yes. last year. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, who in particular, which goalies did you uh, like to watch? And if you remember like uh, something specific that like you took from their game or that really stood out to you, I'd, I'd love to hear that too. Yeah. I would say one of my favorite goalies to watch is probably Liz Hogan. Um, yeah. And I actually took her number my junior and senior year. I took, I was number two. Uh, she was just an amazing role model to me. And, and it, it wasn't more of like a physical thing. I mean, it wasn't, I guess it could be a physical thing, but I just loved her presence on the field. She looked so mm-hmm. confident and I was like, wow, like one day I want to look that confident in cage. And she was just, I feel like we're kind of similar goalies. Like she's very active and, you know, she's, I feel like when you look at her, you're like, dang, like she knows what she's doing. And I, that was more of, more of my perspective. Um, so probably Liz Hogan or Taylor Marino also really liked her. Um, still an idol and playing in the um, pro league that just made it even cooler too right now because that's like could become a reality for me uh, in the future if I want to go that route but um, yeah she's also super active great goalie great communicator like I, I, I love both of them for sure yeah, me too. Me too. I text with Liz all the time uh, when I got questions and she's awesome yeah she always writes me yeah. back and like she's presented at these events that I that I that I host like virtual summit events and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. she studies like um, her, her, her degree is like in education. So she's like really good, not only at like being a goalie and doing all those things, but like in, in teaching as well. So she, yeah. she just puts on an amazing session. So she's awesome. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Ta- Taylor's great too. Not yeah. only is she playing in the pro league, she won it last year, by the way, she's the, defending, oh my gosh, yeah. she's the defending champ. She's so cool. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then you mentioned watching guy goalies too. What about on the guy side? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, when I was younger, I didn't really know a lot of them, but now recently, um, and I'm actually kind of friends with him. I, we have communicated before, but Brett Dobson, I love the way he plays. Um, and 
Also, um, John Concannon, he plays on the PLO Atlas, I think. Um, both of them, I just remember watching. And Styles, again, super active, like solid, um, just calming presence. I think that's mainly what it is, calming presence. Yeah. Um, and they're just so cool all around. I just love watching them play. So, How do you describe a calming presence let's say there's a young goalie and they're like yeah i want to have this calming presence what what yeah. do i what do i do what how do i work on that so i think a big part of it is making a save and then kind of just like okay next thing i need to do is i need to clear it like kind of always thinking about the next thing but not trying to rush but always making sure that you're like two steps ahead so that you're prepared for when that comes you're not trying to be like oh trying to really clear it um so probably mm -hmm. just take a second like for us we have 10 seconds in the crease so that's a big that's huge um but I also just think like after a save clear it you know sometimes the spotlight's on you and like some goalies are like super like oh yeah like let's go and that's awesome for me personally I am not like that I'm more of just like okay like I did my job like next one game's not over yet like I kind of am more of like a celebrate at the end kind of person mm -hmm. um also just you never know when the camera could be on you and so like just kind of like your posture and your body language is super important also for when you're getting recruited like even if the ball's not at your end and you're kind of like leaning on your stick you're like something like that the coaches could still be watching you so I'll make sure you're always kind of ready always like looking like you're okay like I'm about to get a shot like I'm ready mm -hmm. um so I think that's also very important but I don't know I wasn't I wasn't always the out loud and like crazy goalie um I was more of the composed and like I did my job moving on so yeah 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 and, and you can have success both ways I mean I've had pot goalies sure. on this podcast um who you know come to mind that are like yeah i mean they're that rah rah like 100%. anything happens or like pumping their fist jumping up right. and down and then other goalies yeah. you know even keel right like yeah. like yourself where you're yeah. not going to get super high when something great happens but then at the you know on the other side you're not going to get super low yeah. um the big thing for me as i was asking that question and thinking about it the first thing that came to mind for me in, in the calming presence is something you you hit on which is body language I think yeah. so many times, like when you give up a goal, it's just so easy to do one of these, like, you know, right. palms up sort of gestures. And it's yeah, almost like throwing a little bit of fuel on the fire. Right. Cause then the opposing team sees that and the fans see that and everyone mm -hmm. just your, your own teammates see that. And then, and then they start to realize, Oh, right. Uh, maybe she doesn't have it under control, but if you're like, right. you know, calmly pick the ball, the net, throw it back to the ref, come on, bring it in. And you do all these positive yeah. gestures. I think that's, that's a real calming presence. If you ask me hundred yeah. percent, I agree. Yep. And even like first thing going into the huddle is like, we got to talk about what happened. And I think like if you're in the huddle and everyone's like pointing fingers and it looks like really aggressive, like that's people are going to get frazzled, like calming presence, you go in, you're like, okay, what just happened? Like, let's make sure it doesn't happen next time. Like be kind of like a leader Mm -hmm. and lead the circle because you saw everything but sometimes other people are like oh well I didn't slide here because of this because other things are going through their mind um so I think even just like when you're talking to your teammates as well like don't get frazzled because I feel like as soon as the goalie gets frazzled then everyone's like oh my gosh like 
things are going down, like it's not going to be very yeah. good. So yeah. 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 Love it. Awesome. Um, cool. And then, you know, at what point, I guess, did in high school, did you start to realize like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I can make saves. Uh, I might play yeah. division one lacrosse. When did that start to become <laughs> a reality? I'd love to hear kind of your recruiting story. If we could talk on that. For sure. Yeah. I, so I played midi Angoli until I was a freshman in high school. So I played my freshman year midi uh-huh. Angoli. Um, we had one other girl um, who was also goalie and my freshman year and then sophomore year, she ended up um, transferring out of our high school. So it was just me. Um, and that was kind of my big like step up. And I was like, okay, like I'm the only goalie. And on my club team, I decided that I was just going to be the only goalie too. Cause I was like, okay, you know what? I love this. And as much as I like playing field, like goalie was just giving me like a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with it. So I was the only goalie for Evergreen High School in Colorado. We, um, my sophomore year, probably my best year in high school. I um, got some accolades, you know, kicked in for the team and we had a great year. And then COVID was my junior year. So we didn't get to play um, that year. But then senior year, we actually split up into 4A and 5A. So we were put into 4A uh, and we were fortunate enough to win that a state championship. So I think just after sophomore year, I was like, you know what, like that was a great season. And I think that I can really push myself to keep going. And these travel teams, I was on um, 3D Colorado. So that was our travel team. We traveled out to Maryland every year, or Florida or California, wherever the coaches were in. And that was my opportunity to put on a showcase. Uh, I think it was my, yeah, sophomore summer that was kind of the turning point. Um, there was a lot of college coaches at our games and it was like one of my best tournaments I've ever had. Cause I was like, this is the summer before you get recruited and you really need to, you really need to show off. So I did pretty well that summer. And then I got recruited um, by a couple of different schools. I was looking at um, university of Michigan. I was looking at university of Pittsburgh and then Loyola as well. Um, and then I was looking at uh, Denver University as well. So a couple different options, very wide range, um, you know, from new programs to to big schools versus small schools. So I visited all of them and then I went to my Loyola visit and it blew me away. It was, I think it was my last, one of my last visits um, and it was an awesome experience. And Jen Adams and Danny Doby and Caroline Hager are absolutely phenomenal and I would I couldn't ask for better coaches and they honestly sold it for me so I went there and I visited the campus I got to meet the girls and everything and um they were actually adding in my major like the year that I was going to be there so I that was kind of a tick in the box for me as well but campus was awesome I I thought I wanted a bigger school but I went to Loyola and I was like this is perfect because it was a mix between city and um kind of more like a like a it was like it was a mix between a city and like where I'm from where it's like all nature so mm. it was perfect for me honestly awesome but, I have a couple questions on that so sometimes yeah. when uh goalies are from like a small town or or like not a non-hotbed like you don't get as many looks right and, and when you do go to like a big tournament you can sometimes feel the pressure like, wow, this is my one opportunity 
to play for this head coach. Cause I'm probably not going to get another look from this head coach. And so they put yeah. all this pressure on themselves. Did you feel that? And if so, like, how do you, how'd you deal with it? Yeah, that's a good question. So to a certain extent, I did for sure feel it when I was younger because I, it, it was basically the only shot. I was super committed to making highlight reels and I created my own highlight reels and sent emails before every tournament. And I was like, well, even though they're going to see me here, like they can still see my highlight reels and they can still ask questions to like my coaches and everything. So I, I put pressure on the tournaments I went to, but I also was like, that's also not the end all be all. Like if I may, if I miss one shot or I'm, I miss like the winning goal that, that like, or I miss the goal that loses the game for us. Like I put a lot of pressure on that, but then I learned, I was like, okay, that's one game. Like I can prove to them another game. And I kept sending, I just kept going. I think that's probably mm -hmm. my biggest thing is yeah. keep going no matter how like bad you think you did in the past, how good you think you did in the past. Like you never know what's going through their heads. And so keep pushing until you get an answer. And even if it's not the answer that you like, um, you know, sometimes you got to come to come to terms with that. And maybe it's not the right fit for you, but keep pushing and putting your name out there and making connections for sure. Even mm -hmm. if you didn't like one coach and this one coach didn't like you, like they could still say, Oh my gosh, Lauren Spence, like she's awesome. I, I tried to recruit her, but like it didn't work out. Like she's awesome. Can give feedback to other coaches. So you never know. Cool. So you went, you went hard on the, thank you for answering. That was, that was great. You went hard yeah. on the, on the, on the, your own save edits or your own highlight reels and yep. real tactical. How did you do it? So you got the iPhone on the, on the sideline and you're kind of recording all the games and then you cut up the saves and ha, ha, talk to me about that. Yeah. So when I was younger and we kind of did more like Colorado tournaments, uh, my dad would film them. But older, we started to like buy film more from like the companies that would record our games oh, um, or just right. like even parents that would um, on the sideline. And I just went into iMovie or Premiere Pro and I kind of was just like, all right. And it, it was easier for goalies because we didn't have to do the green dot to like show which one was us because yeah, it right. was just like, <laughs> it's the goalie making the save. So it was more of just like a label like, oh, this is a clear or, the, or like this is a save, eight meter shot, whatever. Um and so, yeah, I kind of just went hard on those and sent them out. I would make my friends videos because um, I was super into making videos like that. And, oh, cool. and I was like, might as well help other people out. So, and then, so then, all right. So you do like, did you break it up by like summer highlights and like by season? Yep. yep okay. So you'd have like, yeah, so Lauren I usually Spence did season. by season. Okay. Yeah. And then you would, so you're interested in Loyola. Then you went on the website, you got the, all the coaches emails and, and, mm -hmm. just, and just every time you posted a new video, emailed the coach, like, Hey coach, here's my 2021 summer yep. highlights. Yeah. So it was kind of like every time I made a new video it was usually before, like it was after one tournament and then we'd have another tournament coming up. So I'd make the video and then I'd be like, hi, I'm Lauren Spence and I'm going out to the Maryland cup uh on this date and this is my schedule and here's my highlight reel so uh, i would kind of just like lay it all out for them um they could watch my highlight reel if they wanted to um i gave them my schedule for when i was going to be there and then they kind of just be like oh okay like i'm gonna try and go and watch her um so that was yeah that was mainly a big thing but they they didn't they couldn't reply right no 
Right. So you in, know, their, like in their heads, like, they're saying you're thinking there. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So even, yeah, <laughs> even if you're not getting a response, still send it out because of course you never know if they could see it or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so, um, and Loyola was the ticket. Loyola was the magic, the magic touch ha- had the mm-hmm. right combination. What, what do you major in by the way? They just added it. Yeah. So it was, it was recently new. Um, when I came in, it was, so I'm double majoring in forensic studies and psychology. And oh, I, is that like, is that yeah. to be like a CSI, uh, officer? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yes. I, let's go. <laughs> I've always been interested in that stuff. And, um, that they moved the forensic studies to a major instead of, uh, just a minor. And I was really interested in that, but I was also kind of interested in psychology and it was only a couple more credits. So I just decided to do both really. Right. Um, so you, you get to Loyola, I imagine your, your goalie game changes a little bit. Uh, talk to me about that, about, you know, how some, some changes that you had to implement. Oh, for sure. hundred percent going into college and coming from Colorado lacrosse. Yes. Up and coming, like was definitely a thing, but like the competition out in, in Maryland and going to the college level is so different, Mm -hmm. but it was awesome. It was definitely, I had a learning curve and adjustment period for sure. But that was, but every coach knows that like you go through your fall and you're like, okay, these are harder shots. They're coming from different angles. Like I have different defense in front of me that haven't played together quite yet. Maybe the freshman coming in. And so there's definitely a lot of adjustment periods and, you know, getting to learn how your defense plays with your current goalie and how they work off of each other. Um, It's really just, uh, for me, it was watch and learn. Um, We had, it was me, a junior and a fifth year. So they were both older than me. Um, and I went into my freshman year. I was like, I am literally just going to watch them. Like at practice, I would just sit, watch how they reacted to saves, how they did their low saves, how they did their high saves, how they played when it was behind the net. Um, so that was kind of my set going into it. I wasn't going to be like, Oh, I'm going to come out here and be the best goalie I can be because it was a new team, brand new team. I had to watch and learn. Um, so I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice is, um, just to see how the other goalies are playing and, and adjust to that level as best as you can. And it's not going to be perfect right off the bat. Right. So. That's how I learned too. Uh, if I'm being honest, because there yeah. wasn't that much video available, like, you know, goalie specific Instagram accounts at the time. And right. it was just all about like, you know, watching how the older guy who happened to be amazing, uh, did, you know, handled his business and it's everything. Yep. It's, it's everything from like the, the saves to like, you know, the, the body language we talked about to, yep. you know, the, the, the communication and the voice to like everything, the leadership. So yeah, you can learn a ton from, uh, just watching and sort of mimicking, uh, the folks that are a little bit older than you. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Uh, but then you end up getting starts. So, um, I guess the, what's it say? The, the mentor surpasses the, the mentee or, yeah. or the other way around, I guess, but talk it to me was, about that. Yeah, it was kind of a, an unfortunate situation. So I actually, it was the, so the fifth year graduated and it was just me. I was a sophomore at the time and she was a senior. Um, but my freshman year, she ended up, the junior ended up tearing um, her ACL and oh, no. stuff in her knee. Yeah. So it was kind of, um, it was just me in the fifth year for my freshman year. And 
And that honestly helped me a lot because I got in like a good half of the games probably. Um, Just kind of like by default. And I was like, you know what, like that's an unfortunate situation, but I have to take advantage of it and I have to do my best in the games that I go in. Um, And then I went into sophomore year and I was still the only goalie. She still hadn't recovered from it. Um, So I was the only goalie on the field for the whole fall. And that was a lot for me. Um, as much as I, as much as it sounds like awesome, like, oh my gosh, you're the only goal, like you're getting all the reps. Like it was exhausting. Um, so I, that was like a mental battle that I for sure had to go, go through. Um, and then I, we went into the season, we took a, a mid a mid year transfer. So she came in January, um, and it was me and her for the season. So I kind of was a starter by default, but I, I didn't want to just kind of sit there and and let them give it to me like I wanted to earn it I I didn't feel right just like (laughs) sitting back and doing nothing so I I put my head down got to work and and you know and I had the season that I had so yeah talk to me about that being the only goalie because I I um I've interviewed another goalie before who went through that and so I know a little bit about it but a lot of people are perhaps in that situation where like you know you're on a youth club team and you're the only goalie and to me like I, I instantly thought like, wow, that seems tough. That seems very tough because like, there's just some days where like, you don't want to be there. You kind of want to lean on that Mm -hmm. other goalie or like, even in a a drill, you get nailed in the thigh and you're like, I need to Mm -hmm. step out. Oh, wait a minute. I'm the only goalie. Mm -hmm. Like I can't step out. How how did you deal with that? You know, I guess more mentally more than anything else. For sure. Yeah. I, looking back on it and in the moment I was like, you know what, I can do this. I was the only goalie for my high school team. And I was basically the only goalie for my club team at, at certain points. And I was like, it's it as much as it's simple as like, you're the only goalie, it's completely different in my personal experience. Cause you know, at, in the college level, like it's practice every day, lift, run, like you do all that stuff every day. Um, and you're getting more shots than ever. Cause our, at least our practices are around like two ish hours Mm-hmm. And so it's just like constant shots. Um, and in my head, I'm like, you're fine. You don't need to step out. Like they need you to get better because if you're not in there, they're just going to be shooting at an empty net. And so that was my beginning thought process. It was like, you can't step out. But then I started to like, I would get hit more and I'd be like, okay, like this is not as fun. Um, so I would step out a couple of times and everyone's like, it's okay to step out. Like right. you're totally fine. And, and I had, I had to come to those terms I was like you know what this is better for me like I need to take a break because mentally I was just getting shot on shot on shot on and then that was just tearing me down even more um and I had like a span of like two weeks where I was just like absolutely like miserable and at the end of those two weeks we had a play day where we had three teams come and visit us and we played all three of them in the day they were like shortened games um but I was the only goalie and it was probably one of the worst like days I've ever had scrimmage wise. I couldn't save anything. I wasn't until I got to the third game that I finally pulled myself out of it. I was like, you know what? You really have nothing to lose here. It's a scrimmage and it's fall. Like you just need to go out there, do your best. Um, And I did. And first shot of the game, I made a save and I kind of inch by inch, like got my confidence back a little bit. Um, 
and we ended up winning. I mean, it was fall, so it wasn't like the end of the world if we would have lost. But at the end of the game, my coach kind of was like, um, Spence didn't have any other choice but to pull herself out of that mental battle that she was in because she was the only one on the field. And I was just kind of sitting there like, wow, I didn't realize that anyone else realized that. Um, But I was like, I was in shambles. It was terrible. And after that, I was like, you know what? I need to take breaks because I can't get to that, that point again where I just like tore myself down and down and down. So taking breaks is okay. And, you know, taking a mental day for yourself is absolutely okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And asking for help is also okay. Um, I actually talked to a sports psychiatrist after that, that week. And we just talked through everything and he was awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can have a voice and I can talk out of this and I can get myself out of this. I just need to like breathe more. I need to like calm myself down a little bit. So yeah, sorry. That was like a little bit (laughs) of like long explanation. No, that's great. That's great. Cause it's an important (laughs) topic. Um, yeah. By the way, it wasn't Dr. T, was it? The sports psychiatrist? Mm-mm. No, okay. No. I know he works in the he Baltimore was just a, area. So. Yeah, um, no, he was just a local guy at Loyola. All good. All good. So what advice then would you say, would you give to yourself, your future self, or even a young goalie on, on you know, breaking out of slumps? Yeah. Um, I think slumps are only temporary. Um, you know, you have the ability to take yourself out of it. You just need to kind of figure out what's going through your head. Like I'm thinking one thing. Okay. I can't be thinking that anymore. I need to move on to something else that I can control. It's all about the controllables. Like I can make this save or I, I can clear this clear. I control this clear because boom, pass short pass. I control it. Like saves are a little bit more unpredictable because it's someone else acting on you. Um, So I think we're just controlling the controllables. And even like, I'm thinking that I'm having a terrible game. Like, no, reset your mindset. Like you're doing great. You're doing the best that you can do. And that's all that anyone can ask for. Um, And I think not letting the outside noise, like come in and, like try and affect you um, during your play because that also impacted me a lot was the outside noise and um, you know, parents and other, other students and like the other team, like trash talking and stuff like that. So Mm. it was kind of just like, don't let outside noise and other people affect you and your gameplay because that's something that you can control. Yeah. Yeah. And that control the controllables. Like I've had a bunch of sports psychs on this podcast and talked to about like, they all say that. So I feel like I have an yeah. honorary degree in sports psychology <laughs> because of these conversations. And that's like the main thing is control the controllables. And you can't, you're right, you can't control the saves because sometimes they're going to shoot right on top of you. And you right. know, sometimes uh, what for whatever reason, you know, um, the shots that you see all that day are just like so tough. But you can't control your yeah. effort and you can't always control your attitude and you can always control right. gratitude as well. Just being thankful for the fact that you get to be out there and you get to play and it's exactly. an amazing experience. And that like literally gets you out of the slump. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Love like it. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. So what, what, uh, you know, when we talk about drills, like during practice, what are like some of your favorite ones that you guys are doing these days that you think have really, uh, helped, helped your game? For sure. Yeah. I, 
Um, one of my favorites is my coach has a tennis racket and tennis balls. Um, yeah. and I just have the shaft of the stick. Um, and she just like fires them at me and I just have to make contact. Um, and having just the shaft really, really make sure you're watching the ball into your hand to make sure you're hitting it and, and making contact. Um, cause that also trains my eyes. Um, so that is one of the biggest things that I like to do. Um, Another one is and just real quickly, real quickly on that one. I love that one yeah. with the tennis racket too, because it's it's reaction because the ball comes off that yeah. tennis racket so quick, right? It's, it's right. So you got to like really focus and level up that reaction uh, time. Uh, so I love that one. Yeah, too. yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then another one that I like, my coach will bring out either like the. Um, like the soccer dummies they use in soccer or like a, just a plastic table mm -hmm. and she'll put it out like around like the eight meter and she'll just like whip tennis balls around it as if it's like a defense as if it's like a person like screening or like a defender. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you're not being able to see where the, um, you're not being able to see where the release point is. And so it's pure reaction. So she'll just like whip it off the side and you basically just have to, and it's with tennis balls. So it's like not as intense, but, um yeah it's pure reaction you just have to see sometimes you see the little head popping out and then it's like boom okay you see it but it's usually just like random places um that's that was a new one that I was experienced or that I was yeah. exposed to um since going to college so that was definitely a creative one now let me ask but, you this because um I know in the men's game like you know attackers love to shoot like that they love to shoot like mm -hmm. off the hip of the defender because it really like you said it hides the release point and so as a goalie, yeah. like you don't see the ball come out of the stick. You see it like, you know, a millisecond later when it's already right coming towards you. And especially like I played some box goalie, like you see that all the yeah. time in box. Yep. Um, do women shoot like that? Is that, is that a common thing? Sometimes they do. Yeah. yeah. It's if anything, it's more off of like eight meters. Um, like just in terms of the speed of the shot or even sometimes when they come around the crease, um, they'll just do like a sidearm a sidearm rip it's not as but like around, as the, around boys, the defender but yeah yeah okay. yeah like around the defender that's hard too because then you're like oh they're not gonna shoot that and then they shoot it and you're like oh okay they just shot that but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um cool one more one more drill anything else come to mind yeah um another one i like is we actually do this before games so one coach stands on one side of the crease, like on GLE and the other one stands on the other side of the crease on GLE. And it's basically just a pass across and then a quick stick. So you're on the starting goal or the starting where the ball is starting. And then you have to go across really quickly and then react up. Mm -hmm. um, and we do like, we'll sort do like highs to, to start pipe with. To pipe. Yep. yep. Yeah. Moving pipe to pipe. Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll go highs to start with, and then she'll go lows and then she'll go like, up and down like fake high shoot low or should do the reach arounds too and that's really all like you just got to see the ball react um so that's yeah that's probably one of my other ones all right love it what about yeah. um what about uh eight meters eight meters talk to me about that you have a little routine yeah. that you go through is there a specific way you attack mm -hmm. the eight meter talk to me about your whole eight meter process yeah um, I do have a routine that I go through. Um, so I hit each pipe twice and then I crack my neck 
Um, sometimes I like stretch out my back in hammies, but I don't, I don't know. It depends on the day. And then when I was super young, I, when I used to wear thigh pads, my left one was ripped. And so it kind of would hang down a little bit. Um, they were my lucky thigh pads. So I like never took them off when I played. Um, so now I just like, I knowingly like, I just pull up like kind of a little bit of my left short. Cause it was always what I did. Um, so I pull up a little bit of my left short. And then I get into my stance. Um, and this past year, you know, starting I, starting in goal, I um, have done a lot more like goalie review with my coaches. And I'm like missing my high shots by like this much. So I'm trying to have a higher stance um, on eight meters and just in shots in general. Um, but I am trying to have a higher stance. And then if I know that they're going to rip it, I'll usually come out a little bit more and have a little bit of a, of a higher arc and cut down the angle. Um, I'm usually like a, a medium arc, so it's not anything too drastic, um, where I'm like outside of the crease, but yeah, I usually I'll come out, um, on the center hash though. I stay in, I just, I, I've always kind of been a reaction person. Um, and I haven't been one to like always come out and attack them. So if it's on the wings, usually I'll come out, but center, I'll usually stay in, um, and then kind of like have a higher stance, crack my neck and then go. Got to crack so. that neck, crack, get that neck gotta cracked. Got to hit, got to hit yeah. the pipes. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I love, I love that. Every goal has got their, got their routine. Um, yep. what goes in you? So you mentioned the goal when I, I did a lot of goalie review, what goes into like a goalie review session for you? Yeah. So as much as it is like, Oh, I'm going to go walk watch back my highlights of all the goals that were scored on me because that stinks watching goals get scored on me it's it's a really big part so we'd go over um the film from the past game or past practices um we she sometimes we film like our goalie world that we do during practices and so we'll kind of see where I was off on angle or if I missed something by like an inch um so it's really just going back and watching me and watching how I'm reacting to the ball and if I have too wide of a stance or if I have too little of a stance um because sometimes you know you're just out of whack and you're trying to go for the ball and you know you're like you need to reset so um mainly just watching my my goals but also the ones that I do make saves on you're like oh see I had a higher stance there and I was sitting up more so that's why I got to the high shot so really just going over every part of your game your clears your saves um, you know, your communication. So that's, that's basically the goalie review. Yeah. So important. So important. I mean, if you're a young yeah. goalie out there listening, you know, you got to do the work. If you're going to be an elite goalie, you got to do the work. And it's not only, um, you know, getting out there and seeing rubber, right. But it's, it's putting in that work in the film room yep. and, and just as much as it pains us to watch that ball go by us. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and look at what we did wrong. Uh, that's going to yeah. help your game tremendously. Um, yeah. And other goalies too. Like, do you guys watch it as a group? Um, not usually. Cause, okay. um, sometimes we do it. If anything, it'd be more of like a defensive, um, like a defensive group with all the defense. And then we'll be like, Oh, that on that shot, like you were sitting up too much. Um, so sometimes Talking we do about but, team defensive strategy and stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we do, but sometimes it's just like me individually. But they yeah. they're usually like really good about clipping everyone's individual stuff. So you're like able to to watch it pretty easy on your own. Yeah, um, yeah. My coaches are so. Yeah. 
Do you ever bring back the lucky uh, thigh pads or are they retired? They retired when I hit college. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wore them like my whole <laughs> uh, career basically, but yeah. Love it. They're, I did see some pics of you. Up. Okay. I did see some pics of you wearing like a, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like the, the tights, but like just one of them. Oh yeah. The leg, the leg sleeve. sleeve is that, yeah. yeah. Leg sleeve. That's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. So my freshman year during the spring, I, um, got hit in like, you know, when you get your reflexes checked and it's like, like sack right there. So that sack, um, in the knee? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. in my knee. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure what happened, but a ball hit there and like my whole knee went like completely numb and I like couldn't put any weight on it at the time. And I was like really scared. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Um, so I took like a couple of weeks off. I don't think it burst, um, but it like for sure was like injured and it was like super swollen and everything. Um, my trainer at the time wasn't entirely sure either. It was kind of a weird situation, but um, it, anyway, I, the compression helped it and like stabilized it. And now it, it helps for sure. Um, and sometimes like, it'll still hurt when I do like long periods of like running. Um, but it also is kind of like a mental aspect for me too, is like, I feel more stable when I wear it. And if I feel like my knee's not stable, then I'm not going to be focused on anything else. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, that happened to me once, by the way, where like, I was, uh, I, I read the shot as low, right. Low off stick mm. and, it start, and, it, and it was high. And so like, I did one of these things where like I went under, but then I came back up and it hit me like right in the elbow right here. And oh my, like, my whole left side went numb and I had yeah. never played like football, uh, growing up. I played soccer growing up and like all the football yeah. guys came over and like, Oh, that's just a stinger. You're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> a stinger. I'm like, all right. I, well. yeah one of my friends got the, got one of those this year. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about it. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, if you yeah. don't know what's going on, like all of a sudden your whole like right. side of your body goes numb. You're like, that's not good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Love yeah. It. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, good luck in the upcoming season. I mean, you had, you guys had a tremendous season. Talk to me a little bit about that. You were third team all American, which is a tremendous honor. Congrats on that. Um, Thank you. I mean, you guys, uh, won the league championship. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Uh, and then, yep. you know, eventually I guess fell to, to the eventual national champ, but talk to me a little bit about, about this, uh, this season. Yeah, it was an awesome season. You know, we had the fifth years come back, which was a great opportunity. We had, um, Katie Detweiler, Jillian Wilson, um, come back, you know, two of our captains and they nice. were just ready to, to kick it for another year. And, um, we were kind of in the mindset, like, okay, we went to the lead eight last year. Like we got to make it there again, you know? Um, so we went through our first, our first stop was, okay, we got to make sure that we win the Patriot league championship. Um, you know, had some battles against some teams like army Navy, they were great battles. Um, and then we kind of just went past that and we were like, all right, one step at a time, like we got to keep going, make it pass. And, um, a lot of our team actually didn't think that we were going to host, but we hosted in the first round of playoffs. Um, so we were super excited about that. That was an awesome, awesome opportunity. So we hosted, I know we hosted Stony Brook and we hosted one, oh, Fairfield, I think. 
Um, I think it was Fairfield and Stony Brook. Um, Stony Brook was a, a closer, closer game towards the end. And that was a little bit nerve wracking, but um, we pulled it off. So, you know, it was kind of a, a one step at a game or one step, one game at a time mentality for us. Um, we were still had a little bit of a bitter taste in our mouth from losing to BC um, in the lead eight last year. So we were kind of just like, you know what, we're going to come back even harder. Um, and my personal take on it was like, I, I have to prove myself here. Like this is the season that I get and this could potentially like allow me to keep going for junior and senior year. And, um, so it was kind of just, it was all or nothing for us. Um, and, you know, losing to Northwestern, it, it definitely was unfortunate, but, um, you know, they were a great team, had some great girls and um, at, they ended up winning the national championship, which made us feel a little bit better that we got crushed <laughs> by them. But um, yeah, it was, I mean, there's nothing you can do at the end of the day. If a great, a great, you get beat by a great team. So um, all you got to do is just accept the loss and move on till next year. So that's right. That's right. Yep. Awesome. Um, we sort of skipped over. So you played for team Canada. Um, yes. I want to talk about that if we could. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it was in, it, it was in the, like the sixes, uh, format. Am I, am I right? Yeah. There? And mm-hmm. you guys won the gold medal. We did. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Very, very accomplished goalie. First of all, in the sixes <laughs> format as a goalie, what, what is different for you mentally, physically? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, I, absolutely loved the sixes format because as a goalie you know you let a goal and you're like dang like you dwell on it for so long like people are like tell the goalies to be goldfish like have short-term memory like don't dwell on the goal that just happened like move on so in sixes you don't really get that opportunity you score you get scored on boom you have to clear it out like right away and it's just so fast it didn't give me any time to think and I love that because Sometimes I get in my head and I, I think about, oh, I should have gone lower on that one or something like that. So I personally loved it. Um, more shots, but it, 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 this, the 5v5 format allowed me to see the ball like a little bit better because there weren't as many people on the field. And it was, I liked it better in terms of there wasn't, there weren't, there wasn't an eight meter. So no shooting space. So attackmen could, or defense could kind of just like flow a little bit more, kind of like the Benz game. So mm. I loved it personally. Um, and it was a great opportunity and I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate to be chosen for that team. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It is kind of like, it is more like basketball where like when you get scored on, you just take the inbound the ball and you keep going, yeah. right. You keep playing. It's not yeah. like, you know, they do, they stop the game and go back and do another, you know, jump ball to like right. begin the game. Like that's kind of the, how field lacrosse uh, works, right? You do the face off yeah. all this time to think about it, but um, yeah. And then the other thing I've heard from um, uh, PLL goalie, you know, he's like, well, I'm not really like, there's no like expectation of making saves just because there's so much, like they're shooting like yeah. right on top of you. So the, the bar's kind of lowered in terms of what they expect. So it kind of takes this pressure off of you. where like, I'm just going to go out there and play, make the saves that I can. Sure. And as a result, he ended up, he said he ended up playing a lot better. Did you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. I do feel that for sure. 
Mm. Um, one downside is you don't get to kind of regroup with the D and, and see what happened, what went wrong um, until the half or until oh, the, there's a timeout yeah. or something. So yeah. that's definitely a downfall, but also it's kind of better because sometimes people overanalyze things and are kind of like, Oh, didn't slide here. Like we should have done this. Blah, right. blah. And right. sometimes it's just better to just like play it out. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, now did you play with your, was Dana, your, your coach, was she on the team with you? I did. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. I was me and one other girl, um, were like both 18 at the time, both the youngest players on the team. And then Dana was <laughs> one of the oldest players on the team. And that was an awesome opportunity. You know, she warms me up in practice and I, I see her every day on the field, but it was another, another level and another like wow moment to just watch her and be alongside as a teammate with her. Mm -hmm. uh, she's just a phenomenal player and a person. And it was just an amazing, amazing opportunity to watch her play and celebrate with her as well at the end. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. It says here you had a 56 save percentage throughout the tournament, which is, I, I don't know what your save percentage was in field last season, but like, that's pretty dang yeah. good. So congrats, <laughs> congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any other yeah. lessons you learned from that or stories from that that you want to share? Um, I think the biggest thing was probably just like the mental side of the goal gets scored. You got to move on. Like I really yeah. took that and ran with it in, mm -hmm. in um, my sophomore season. So I kind of was just like, don't dwell. And it's easier said than done for sure because you have that moment and you have that second um, to just be like, oh my gosh, I didn't save that. Like, we're going to lose the game. Um, so I think once you, it, it was for me, once I played in it and once I was like, okay, don't think go. I kind of just got into that rhythm of just like, nope, you're not thinking about it, move on. Um, and even like during my season for at Loyola, I, like wouldn't even look at the scoreboard until halftime. And then after it was over, like I would try not to look at the scoreboard. At least on our scoreboard, we had our saves and oh, our yeah. everything like that. And that for me was just like, I can't do that because then I do the calculations in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm at 50% right now. Like I could one goal and I could be below that. So that was kind of like a thing for me that I had to overcome. Um, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for, for chatting with me, um, coming on the show. It was tons of fun. Um, what about stick setup? What are you using for your stick these days? Yeah, I am just using the basic, um, I think it's an Eclipse 2. Um, just got, I think I have three across the top. Um, just a regular big diamond mesh. Um, yeah. And then there's just a, a regular shaft, boy shaft. Are you, you going to switch to the a, Eclipse the Eclipse 3? <laughs> Eclipse 3. Maybe. Potentially, I could. Yeah. You recommend? Um, so it's a little stiffer up top. Okay. Um, and the throat, the throat is redone. Do you do you grip the throat or do you do you do it like I do? You grip. So yeah. I'm the, I'm like this. Kind of like that. Yeah. I'm um, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's nicer. It, and if you're getting it for free, which I imagine you would at <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. might as well upgrade. But yeah. you know, if you're gonna have to pay another two hundred dollars, you know, I don't know. I'm the jury's still out for me whether it's like, you know, it's it's definitely stiffer. So that's like a huge, okay. huge thing. So if you're facing like, 
you know, 90 mile an hour shots on a consistent basis. Like I feel a lot, it feels a lot stiffer in the top part of the cross. Um, okay. So, but anyway, jury's still out if, if it's worth like upgrading over the two, cause the two is really good. Um, as yeah. Well. Yeah. I like the two a lot. All right. So we will see. All right. Well, Lori, <laughs> good luck uh, in the upcoming season. Um, I'll definitely be watching. And if you had to leave the goalies out there with a final piece of advice, what would that be? Never stop working hard. Have fun at everything you do. It's going to go by so fast. Um, and just keep going, keep grinding, because that's all that you can control. Love it. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Loyola goalie Lauren Spence, also playing with Team Canada, which we talked about in that episode. That'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully you liked that one. If you did, wherever you're listening, do me a favor and give this a five-star review. Definitely help gets the word out to all the other lacrosse goldies looking for awesome lacrosse goalie training content. And if you're looking for awesome lacrosse goalie training content, I want to invite you to join the Lax Goalie Rat Academy. It's my private vault of training videos that features coaching and training video-based from the best goalies in the world. We got pro goalies, college goalies, myself, demoing drills, techniques, mental game, physical exercises, stick stringing, recruiting, lacrosse IQ, so many great training videos. If you're a young goalie looking for the best way to level up as a lacrosse goalie, I'd recommend joining this academy. It's just 40 bucks a month. You can get in there, consume as much content as you want, cancel any time, 40 bucks a month. Head on over to laxgoalierat.com slash camp. laxgoalierat.com slash camp. I hope to see you in there. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 